Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. We are back, uh, baby, back in the saddle uh, again. Uh, we are live, and we're freaking stacked. And uh, we've got massive news because the commissioner of the National Hockey League promised massive news, major press conference today. Oh, no, wait, no, 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 no. Don't. Your press conference reeked. It reeked. Uh, much ado about nothing. It was sort of a press conference of a press conference to come. But as a very wise man once uh, told me, Cam uh, Stewart, the wise man told me that uh, if you're going to run a marathon, you have to take the first steps. And the National Hockey League taking first steps. They have a plan put together. Uh, but I think there was a lot of excitement as far as dates, hub cities, that, oh, the NHL is back, major announcement. And it was like, well, we hope the training camps can open on July 1st. So, guys, that's like five weeks uh, from now. <laughs> so, in other words, we might be playing hockey in August, Cam. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, they talk about a game. It's like, what are you going to say, right? Ten hub cities. We already knew about that. And now we're talking Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton for Canada. Minneapolis is now thrown in the mix. Los Angeles. We talk about a lot of them. So, it's actually funny. After the press conference, I thought we had this thing narrowed down. Now there's ten, ten hub cities. We knew about the playoff structure. That never really changed anything. Four top seeds get the buys. That never changed. And we all know this is not going to happen anytime before July 1st. But you said it. Much ado about nothing. But it looks like they're going to go through. Uh, Hopefully this thing can work, Gabe. I know social distancing and hockey, uh, those are things that don't go together. Punch in the face, glove to the mouth, spitting, fighting. You touch my goalie, I'm going to put my elbow through your face and knock out your teeth. So we'll see what happens with the social distancing. But it is a start, as you say. So we'll go through the playoff matchups uh, that are set. If anything, listen, there was a lot of talk about a uh, 2014-team playoff format. So that is set in stone. That much we know. Uh, We pretty much knew the matchups as it was. Word on the street was um, that the top four seeds, um, you know, the top four teams would be the top four seeds in each respective conference. Yet the wrinkle that we can confirm now is they will play a round robin. So the top four teams in each conference will play a round robin and they'll determine their seeding while there is a playoff series going on. And as we discussed, uh, they're going with a best of three of five in the first round. Uh, and then it'll advance to a best of four or seven after the fact. So a best of three of five in the first round, which, you know, really gives the underdogs a, a real shot, uh, Cam. Best of three of five, man. Your goalie gets hot. Listen, a goalie can steal a seven-game series. So a goalie can certainly steal a best of five series. And I remember the old days, man. You know, the Hartford Whalers giving the Montreal Canadiens all they can handle going five. The Buffalo Sabres, the Nordiques. Uh, a lot of classic NHL playoff series is we're in the five-game structure. So that that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I got no problem with the five-game structure. And obviously, you know, moving forward, you got to have four to seven. But I will say this. I found it very interesting because first we were going to talk about the buys. And we talked about before what's going to happen with these teams that are ice cold. These other teams, like an eight or a nine, Columbus versus Toronto, one of these teams gets hot. And then you run into a Boston Bruins team that really doesn't have any, you know, a little bit of spunk uh, playing hockey. They're kind of taking a break. So the fact that they're playing in the round robin kind of evens the playing field. I was thinking teams like Boston, Philadelphia, that was hot those teams would have had a problem if they just had to wait for the other team to advance but now under this format I think the NHL let's give them credit you know we laugh about the league we talk about the you know going to the strip club writing out the stuff but these guys really seem to you know they want to get playing they want to seem to have a plan and you know what I really like the structure of it I think it's fine and hopefully we'll see some hockey all right, we want to welcome all of our radio affiliates to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Donnie Wrightside's going to step up and in from Philadelphia. Big fan of uh, Donnie. Donnie Wrightside will throw it down. We'll run the gauntlet uh, with Donnie. We'll see if he's got cabin fever yet. Uh, we've got a lot of NHL news, but NBA uh, as well, and we'll get your guys' thoughts on this. Are you down with the 1 through 16 uh, format as opposed to the traditional uh, playoffs? Uh, go one through sixteen, and I think they threw this out there just to sort of get a um, to get sort of a uh, the public's feel and opinion on this. And a lot of people seem to like it, Cam, because it would provide fresh matchups. Uh, you know, I'm not a massive fan of it, but it is fresh matchups. And I tell you, I don't think he's put it this way. And uh, we're going to break this down uh, after uh, with Steve Kyler, uh, Basketball Insiders. Eastern Conference general managers aren't going to like this, bro. Suddenly, they're thrown into the West. It really does change everything up. But there are a lot of fun matchups that we'll get into. You don't mind the 1 through 16? No, I don't mind it at all. And you're, you're talking about, you know, somebody being a Raptor fan. The toughest team I think you have to deal with is the Los Angeles Lakers in the new format. You want to be in the top bracket? You got the Clippers, Boston, Philadelphia, the, uh, Milwaukee, all those other teams there. I'm, Gabe, I'm surprised, actually, since I know you're uh, the president of the Raptors fan club. I'm thinking, other than the Lakers, I don't think there's any team that you fear in that bracket. And if you were in the top bracket, I'd be very, very scared to play a lot of those teams. So I, I don't mind it at all, to be honest with you. I know you just have the fear of LeBron. I'm a Toronto Raptor fan, and I don't want to play the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets match up extremely well uh, with the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors, uh, listen, the Raptors are going to be in tough no matter what, right? Like, and what's amazing to me, and we'll go through the, the, the format, but what's amazing to me is the Boston Celtics would play the Philadelphia 76ers no matter what, whether in the old format or the new format. Either way, it ends up. Uh, Boston and Philadelphia, so we'll break that down with Donnie, uh, who's in Philadelphia. The Bucks would get the Magic, which would have been the same thing. Listen, a Heat-Thunder yeah. uh, playoff series, a lot of fun. The Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, throwing it down, which is actually an NBA Finals uh, that I recall. Uh, I was watching it at the Palms in Las Vegas uh, with our boy Jorge Gonzalez, who, of course, won his case on Judge Joe Brown. Game time decisions <laughs> continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. (laughs) 
Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com. I am Gabriel Morenci. You can find me on Twitter at SportsRage. You can find a raging redhead, Cam Stewart, at Cam Stewart Live. Look forward to Donnie Wrightside stepping up and in. Uh, Donnie Wrightside, great handicapper, right side uh, sports. Um, we got Steve Kyler uh, breaking down the NBA uh, basketball insider. And, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be our first live show back uh, without Mick Aussie. Uh, crazy Australian's going to step up in a little bit later on. Just, you know, <laughs> you know it's just not the same uh, without Mick. Uh, but, yeah, Mick Aussie. So the AFL actually will be coming back. AFL uh, football, Aussie rules uh, football. Look forward to uh, the Aussie uh, rules football coming back because I'm tired of losing money on German soccer. Listen, I'm a fan of it. I enjoy watching it. But I bet on it over, whatever. It's scoreless. I bet on it under, and there's seven goals scored in a game. This German Bundesliga is starting to, uh, starting to, well, I don't know whatever the word in German is for uh, piss me off, but uh, that's what it is starting to do. Whatever the word in German is, I hate this league. I'm starting to hate this league, bro. I know. I, hey, buddy, we're, I know. We're, we're only a few weeks yeah, in. Thanks, Bayern Leverkusen. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. Bayern Leverkusen was the favorite of that game. I'm, Gabe, you're doing like 60 shows. Uh, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Uh, hey, Gabe, 4 nothing Wolfsburg. We got a problem. Wolfsburg's up 4 nothing. Uh, yeah, that's great. Leverkusen scores late. Ooh, 4 to Dude, 1. Thanks. I'm going Bundesliga to yeah, Northfield tonight. <laughs> yeah, Northfield's back. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, I yes. listen. I'm no Bundesliga's expert. I've watched it a long time. Doesn't mean I'm an expert. But I'll tell you what, like, looking at Wolfsburg's jerseys, you can just tell they're a second-tier team. You know, they, you know what I mean? They, they came out looking like uh, like an X Games a soccer team or something. I'm like, come on, man. Leverkusen, you guys should roll these guys. Minus 154. They lose, like, uh, 4-1. I'm still upset. Yep. Dude, this pandemic, you know, I got my own pandemic right now, all right? And with all due respect, and I, uh, our, yeah, I know it's a very serious situation going on, but my situation going on is... I can't, I can't get a break. Last night, I rolled the dice on Sindrick, all right? The, the Xfinity Series. Sindrick, 16-1, to 1, comes down to a, a shootout again, overtime again. Uh, two, two, two laps. Of course, I got Kyle Busch in front of me, of all people. All right? And I'm like, screw off, Cup. Why does this guy run in so many of these NASCAR, like these Xfinity races anyways, bro? Like, yeah, oh, he won, he won for the 97th time. It's like, yeah, screw it's off. Point. Go win a real Nobody race. It's like, enough, yeah, bro. You, <laughs> You're right. You look at the list. You're like, it's Chase Briscoe. Okay, your boys. I'm like, Kyle Busch. It's like, where, where, where's the rest of these guys, right? You don't see Clint Boyer, even William Byer. I'm like, why is this guy in these races against these I guys? I guess you're allowed to do it seven times. In the season, you're allowed, you're allowed to, do, to do, it. do it seven times. And no, you do it because you want to get used to the track, and it's good for the sponsors, yeah. and they like to have a star. But, yeah, without a doubt, Kyle Busch does it all the time. So I got to beat Kyle Busch on a restart overtime, two two laps, and somehow Sindrick actually overtakes him, but uh, Austin Sindrick isn't Kyle Busch. And no, Kyle Busch, being the wily vet that he was, he just sort of slid past him, won the race, real frustrating, 16-1, to down the drain. As you mentioned, Northfield is uh, back. I'm surprised Northfield even stopped. Uh, all the horses probably died. They had to find uh, a new, a bunch of new horses there. Northfield and uh, outside of Cleveland, there. You want to talk about shady business down there? You know, <laughs> the, the old, Trust the me. old Cleveland, yeah, the old, the old Cleveland screw job. That's how, 
Put it this way. People have been uh, had their legs broken in that parking lot before. <laughs> You're right. Uh, how, how you used to meet your bookie in a Fiero or, or you know, a Firebird. That's what Mark Lawrence told us. Old school. Yeah, he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's, where right. used to meet. that's where the meeting spot was. <laughs> Northfield. He goes, there's a lot of characters there. Yeah, they got yeah, 15 races a night at Northfield. They run the same horse like three times. They just changed the name yeah. and the number there. I don't understand. You're right. If Ohio wasn't in the pandemic, you know Northfield wouldn't have shut down because we're watching Fawner Park in Nebraska. Uh, I told you these other ch- Churchill's back. I can't believe it. No, you see Northfield and they don't just kick into it like Gulfstream. Yeah, let's start things off with like a seven, eight race card. No, 15 smooth game. Uh, Post time six Eastern. I'll see you at uh, midnight, uh, 1145 Eastern for the last race. 15. You got to love Northfield. I'll tell you one thing, people. If you love trotters, Northfield's your place. Bang for your buck <laughs> well we got the um the belmonts right around the corner uh, actually a yes. couple of weeks away interesting triple crown dichotomy this year a little bit shaken up uh but speaking of shaking things up nba so the word on the street is they're looking at a one through 16 uh format so let's blast through let's blast through it and uh, this this is what it would be uh actually she'd so have the the milwaukee bucks and the orlando magic yeah, we're going to play each other anyways, actually. So it's interesting that they, they end up uh, in the same uh, situation. The Miami Heat, the Orlando Thunder, that's a fun series right there. That's a fun series right there. I tell you what, man, if I'm the Clippers, I don't want to play the Mavericks in the first round no. out of the gate like this. Luka Doncic, you know, the Mavericks, the yeah. no, 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 no. Mavericks no, no, can be a load no, no. to deal with, man, like on a neutral court. Like, uh, you know what I find fascinating? See, out of Boston Celtics, and the Philadelphia 76ers, these guys are magnets, like to me, to chaos. Uh, like it's saying, like matter and antimatter. Um, so the Celtics and the Sixers, they would play each other. Um, the other side, you'd have the, the Lakers. Lakers yeah. versus the Nets, which actually be pretty cool. Kyrie Irving will be back. There'd be a million points. Bet on the overs. Lakers and Nets. Jazz and Rockets. Great Toronto series. Toronto Raptors. Great series. Yeah, Jazz and Rockets is fun. The Raptors and the Grizzlies, uh, the Raptors would play Jonas Valanciunas, someone that they threw under the bus and didn't give a ring to. And uh, then the Denver Nuggets and the uh, the Pacers. So that's what the 1 through 16 would look like. Now, if they were to play now, so the matchups, like that's 1 through 16. If we go traditional, it's Bucks Magic, Heat yep. Pacers, Raptors Nets, which is true. That's not an easy series for the Raptors. Celtics no, and Sixers. Celtics same. and Sixers are the same thing. Lakers and Grizzlies. Jazz and Thunder. Clippers and Mavericks. Same, similar situation. Same matchup. And the Nuggets and Rockets, which, ooh, that's a solid first-round matchup if that happened. The Nuggets and the Rockets. Yeah, no, I know you're you're very high on the Denver Nuggets. I uh, I would probably take the Rockets in that series. I, I think I would take the plus money. Uh, the Rockets are a very interesting team. You know, live by the three, die by the three. But I think it'd be dangerous for them. I'm just saying, Gabe. When you look at the Raptors situation, where what bracket would you rather be in? You would rather be in the second bracket rather than the top bracket. Other than dealing with LeBron, who's beat them before, it is a better way. That Trust me, that way is better. You do not want to be in the top bracket. You don't want to deal with the Clippers. You don't want to deal with the Bucs. The, the, the two-hole is fine. That's where you'd rather be, man. They have a chance to actually get things done there. I think it's way better. That's my opinion. No, I, I don't know. Like, uh, they, well, they'd be the three seed out of 16. And um, there's nothing easy about it. Like, dude, listen, no, the Grizzlies, I'm, I'm, they're, they're, they're – yeah. It's the pace, the, the Denver Nuggets are a good team. 
No, anybody that thinks, anybody that would rather play, anyone that would rather play the L.A. Lakers in the semifinals and then have to deal with the Lakers and then the Clippers again after you play the Lakers, come on, man. I don't know. Like, there must be a virus in the air. People people don't get it. Like, if anyone really thinks, oh, yeah, you want to play the Lakers and then the Clippers back-to-back, you think that's easier than the Lakers and the Clippers? The whole the whole point of the format is, as scary as the L.A. teams are for everybody out there, only one of them can make it. And if anything yeah. right now, it's pretty clear – it's pretty clear that the um, it's pretty clear that I don't know the NBA could be looking at trying to just you know position it so it's LA versus LA uh, in yeah, the that's a, Interesting, interesting. Because they don't want, very interesting. They don't want yeah they don't want like to lose one of these guys. But listen, they prefer mm-hmm. LeBron James. Uh, but yeah, I can tell you that from from my perspective, from from a Toronto Raptor fan perspective, uh, and that's not the only perspective out there. But from my perspective. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll accept it. I don't think the um, I don't think the Eastern Conference general managers are going to be down for it. They're going to say there's enough weird stuff going on as it is. Why do we have to uh, to do this? All right, so we got to find a towel here. I'm, I'm sweating more than Michael Jordan oh, in a I Utah know. hotel room before Game Six. <laughs> was, was my food poisoned? Do I have cigar poisoning? No, I Am I hung over. I, I don't know. <laughs> Get on the grid. Game Time Decisions continues. Hey, sports fans. Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid News and betting update. If you want that edge cappers, you got to get in the grid. On the NBA, where the possibility of play uh, grows day by day, there's no guarantee that Dame Lillard will suit up if the current campaign resumes. He says, no chance at the playoffs. I'm not going to play. When the league went on hiatus, the Portland Trailblazers trailed the eight-seeded Memphis Grizzlies by three and a half games. The all-star guard says he's not going to play unless his team gets a shot at a postseason berth. That's the way it goes. In the event of a return to action, the NBA is yet to decide if it will go straight into the playoffs or play out some of those remaining games. At the time of the stoppage, all teams had played between 63 and 67. However, they're needed to play 17, 70 full games, as the regional TV deals suggest. A play in the tournament for the final two spots in each division is another option. The Blazers tied with New Orleans and Sacramento for the West 9 seed, and the Spurs are just a half-game pack of those guys. Also, most NBA teams suggesting that the NBA draft will have to wait until the fall to choose their next destination. Teams around the league believe that this year's free agency period may not start until October 1st. The Detroit Pistons beginning their new GM search, according to ESPN. Ed Stefanski has served as the team's de facto GM since 2018. As expected, the NHL has officially approved the 24-team playoff format for its return to play, with each conference playing its games in a single hub city to be determined, according to the commission. Though there is no official return date, the league says they will go straight into the playoffs when these teams take the ice again, and the playoffs will not start before July first 10 hub cities under consideration in the united states chicago columbus dallas la minneapolis and vegas canadian cities include toronto edmonton and vancouver also top four seeds in each conference they'll get a first round bye but they'll battle it out for seeding despite the latest positive announcement player rep in minnesota goaltender devin dubnik says not so fast guys they're still a long way back just two days after new york governor andrew cuomo said pro sports teams in his state can begin opening up training camps his new jersey counterpart followed suit today at the this is going to pack the New York Jets and the, and the Giants. The MLS is Red Bulls, all based in New Jersey. It may affect the New Jersey Devils, but they're still unlikely to be included, and they're not in the NHL's 24-team playoff plan. In the NFL, head coaches could return to team facilities as early as next week. 
Sources telling Yahoo Sports. And if coaches are cleared to return, many camps, including players, reported may be slated for an early June 15th or June 27th slate. Clubs around the league have been opening facilities on a limited capacity. Other news appearing on CNBC this morning. Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross says he's very confident the COVID-19 virus won't cancel the upcoming season. We have four games in the Germans Bundesliga today. The biggie, Byron Munich blanking Borussia Dortmund. 1-0 the final there. Wolfsburg, oh, upsetting Bayern Leverkusen. Thanks for nothing, Bayern Leverkusen. I need aspirin. 4-1, Eintracht Frankfurt and Freiburg. They played to a crazy 3-3 draw. I hope you had the over. And Werder Braden and Monchek Gladbach, they played to a scoreless draw. You say that one fast. In golf, Rory McIlroy believes the 2020 Ryder Cup will be postponed on the basis that players want to compete in front of fans. If fans aren't going to be there, they don't want to play. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your sports update. Now back to host Gabe Moretzky on Game Time Decisions. Get on the grid. Game Time Decisions continues. Get on the grid. I am Gabriel Morenci. Shout out to all our radio affiliates wherever you are tuning in. We hope you had a great uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend. And uh, here we are right now. We've got some news as far as the National Hockey League is concerned. Sort of, not really. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, got everybody excited earlier today. Ooh, major press conference, major announcement. Uh, people were like, oh, the NHL is coming back. And really... You know, there really wasn't all that much there, uh, to, to be honest, in which Gary Bettman announced their intentions. Um, they announced uh, basically uh, the, the playoff format that we already knew. We didn't know about the round robin, uh, but now um, there's still a long ways to go uh, right now. And, you know, training camps wouldn't begin before July 1st. So they got to get the players back. They're going to start working out. Let's say there was a training camp in, in July. Maybe you're looking at late July into August. They basically were saying they're going to be playing through August into September. So I'm sort of be looking at August. And you guys remember, I threw out there August 18th as far as uh, the NBA uh, was concerned. That was the uh, the Morency, uh eight ball. I didn't smoke it. I shook it. And, uh, <laughs> and I came up. <laughs> I, I shook it, didn't smoke it, smoke didn't it. snort it, I shook it, and uh, it said August 18th. That said, uh, my crystal ball, the eight ball, shake the speak to the eight ball, baby. Says Donnie Wrightside's ready to step up, and it's been a little too while, too long since we got Donnie. What's going on, Donnie, from the executive suite? How you doing, Donnie? Hey, and it's so good to be back with both you and Cam. And I got to say, when I got the bat phone call yesterday from Gabe Cam, I was like, you know what? Sports are coming back, and we got to do this right. I enjoyed it, Donnie. You've been, Donnie's been following me on golf, Gabe, and he's like, I don't like it when nothing's on the line. And I told him about my screw job in the Wolf matchup, and he tweets me. He's like, what do you think Tom Brady's going to shoot? 168, I said. Then after the Eagle, Donnie, how about 138? <laughs> I mean, that was amazing that was... to watch because you see a guy like flubbing around for five to six holes, and all of a sudden looks like Tiger Woods himself out there. Leave it up to Tom Brady to do that with the money on the line there, Cam. Yeah. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of the skin stuff, though. I want to get to some real tired of the German soccer. NASCAR's okay, but I get screwed, Donnie. Bad beats in NASCAR already, already, buddy, there on that circuit. But so let me ask you I saw you and Cam might have something in common. You're both dying to get a haircut, right? Have you got a haircut? Has Governor Murphy allowed you to get a haircut yet? <laughs> I mean, you're back. You were in the tri state area. We're going to be one of the last ones to open. If you see, the only good thing about the actual shutdown here is I'm cutting my own hair and saving money, Gabe. But outside of that, I'm going to have a chia pet pretty soon over here, buddy. 
<laughs> yeah, like, like Cam, <laughs> a.k.a. Ronnie, Ronnie Ruggs. So has cabin fever uh, set in yet for you, Donnie? How you doing? I, I got to tell you, when everything went down, what, around like March 12th, 13th, when everything shut down, it was interesting to watch it go because both of you guys being in the sports industry, it actually took an hour for me to set in and say, oh, my goodness, like my livelihood might be impacted by this. And at the time, I thought it was only going to be, what, like a week to two, maybe three <laughs> weeks to sort things out. Here we yep. are sitting here three months later. It's just good to see some things finally on the horizon because you guys know as well as I do, over the past month and a half, we were just waiting for some tidbits and some you know little crumbles to come out to say sports are coming back. It looks like they are, but I heard you, Gabe, already. Ready. August 18th for the end. We're in May. August 18th. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, listen, the NHL, get your flyers. Get a, I was planning on telling you, get your flyer jersey out, Donnie. But Gary Batman, old big press conference, while well, training camps will open no sooner than July 1st. And I'm thinking, all right, training camp. And then so basically we're looking at late July, August. So even good news now, Donnie, is that, yeah, sports will be back in like late July. Uh, or no, something yeah, like that. yeah. No, it's that's crazy like, when you look like at it because you're right. Those next two to three weeks that we're looking at ramping up, this isn't the boys going out to the basketball court to play some pickup or maybe heading out to the uh, frozen pond in Canada and playing a little bit of pickup hockey. These guys got to get back in shape. That's going to take some time. And every day yeah. that these guys stumble is another day that that season's going to get pushed back. Are we going to be holding the Stanley Cup up in November around Thanksgiving? What are we doing here, Gabe? So let me ask you, what do you think? Just say sort of yes or no in your take. Major League Baseball, are they going to be able to figure it out and play for the record? I don't think so. I think there's just too many obstacles. It's, it's amazing when you look at it because that union is the one that sticks together most of any, but I got to give it to the Major League Baseball owners. You're going after the little guy, which is going to pull the vote and say, hey, little guys, you're going to get paid more than the guys at the top end of the spectrum. It'll be interesting, but it looks like every league, Gabe, is trying to come back, except Major League Baseball seems like they're going to make it a point to say, we're not going to come back until everything is right, and the more you delay in that, the worse it looks. I almost feel like they secretly don't want to come back and they're just, this is all just games that they're playing moving forward. They did a great job making the players. And as Donnie just stated, Cap, um, little news that flew under the radar. These guys are unbelievable. These owners are so evil in baseball. They're furloughing, they're firing scouting departments. And now that's the deal. They told players, listen, if you make a million dollars, you're going to get half your money, right? You'll get half your money. But if you're Garrett Cole and you make $36 million, you're only getting nine. And so now there's going to be all the dudes that actually have mortgages and new babies and, and, and this and that, as opposed to the old star player. It's going to be interesting to see this, this little power struggle. But, I mean, the players have to see that they're coming at them from a, a divide and conquer uh, approach. But let's, let's go rapid fire. So Cam likes the 1 through 16. Donnie, NBA kicking the tires out of 1 through 16 NBA playoff format. You like it or don't? I do like it. I, I think it works out well. And, uh, you know, you see guys like Damian Lillard say, I'm not going to come back and play the last couple games. We want to see the big boys play. It's not so much about that bottom half of the league. Just give me the top 16. Let's get after it, and we'll have some fun with it. doesn't even matter the seeding, right? Yeah, you, so, you know what's funny, though? How about Philadelphia and Boston playing each other no matter what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 1-3-16, like either format. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to be looking forward to Brett Brown getting outcoached every single game by Brett Stevens. Boy, I can't wait for that game. <laughs> and, you know, Ken, it's like you're, um, it's like in the NHL, you're in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs and Cam, Donnie, Cam's convinced all the Leafs will beat the Columbus Blue Jackets easily. Five game series, four game, four game, four, four games, games, you said. Yeah, four. And four. And four. Yeah, four games. Four. Yeah, but you know what would happen probably. You'd probably get the Boston Bruins after. Same thing. You can't escape. Yes. 
No, no, we can't escape That's Boston. That's one thing, though, Donnie. And Toronto and Philadelphia had a little, a little bit of a rivalry going with the basketball. But one thing that Toronto and Philadelphia have in common, Donnie, is that um, they both hate Boston. Like the Bruins, the Celtics, the Red Sox. Like Boston are like the most hated team like by the Toronto sports fans by far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's the same with us here because you're taking a look at a city that seems to win every single year. And once we finally get one, Boston gets two or three more. I hear you, Toronto. I do. All right, so college football, you know, um, college football seems to be the sport that is there. There's so that has the most questions. You know, baseball, whatever. There's there's negotiating going on. NBA, NHL, they're just sort of you know going through the logistics of everything right now. College football is as divided as America itself is right now. Donnie, look at Michigan and Ohio. You you know they're border states in the same conference. They're rivals. Ohio State's talking about having 25,000 fans uh, out of game. Meanwhile, the president uh, uh, up there in Ann Arbor is talking about, well, if there's not students on campus, I don't see how we play football at all. You're in the same conference. They're not even on the same page. You're border now, states. It's, it's absolutely amazing when you look at it because when you're taking a look at the overall landscape of college football, it's not really regulated like every other sport is. It's almost like each conference is going to do what they want. Is Rutgers going to play? Obviously, it doesn't really matter if they play in college football, basically, but they're still part of the Big Ten Conference. And I know we are talking about earlier, like when you look at the SEC, would anybody have a problem, Gabe? If you have a 14-team SEC, you include Ohio State and you include Clemson for a 16-team league and nobody else plays in America, would we have a problem with that? I would love it to be like pro football. Yeah, you know, Cam, remember Lane Kiffin said, uh, he said, come on, college football is essentially the SEC, Clemson, and Ohio State anyways. <laughs> yes, and he said exactly. a few others, you know, Penn State, uh, et cetera. But, you know, listen, there's going to be, guys, for, for us that bet on football, there's going to be football on TV, right? I guarantee you, there's going to be football on TV. Florida State's going to be playing, and the Florida Gators going to be playing, Arkansas is going to play, et cetera. But what I wonder, Dottie, is about the playoff. And is it? Do you, do, would you take it and say, listen, if you play this year, you're eligible for the playoff. If you don't, you're not. We're not not going to have a playoffs because the Pac-12 started their season in December, right? You're the guy. No, the Pac-12's not even in the playoffs, anyways. You're entirely correct. And it wasn't so long ago, Gabe, when we talk about the Pac-12 and also the Big Ten talking about, you know what? We don't even care about the BCS championship game. We just want to make the Rose Bowl win the Rose Bowl. That old school theory there. I agree. If you're playing, you should be eligible for the playoff. And I got to tell you, less teams might be even more exciting. And from a gambling perspective, Gabe, it's a lot easier to look at 32 teams playing on a week-to-week basis <laughs> than over 100 at a time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. You know, as far as the Pac-12 is concerned, too, Cam, you know, and we brought this up before. If you're the Pac-12, and let's say you're not fully ready to go, you're not really winning the championship anyways. Last year, the Ducks God, were really no. good. There's no team in the Pac-12 that's on the verge knocking on the door. The Huskies going to have a new coach. Clay Helton's a moron in Los Angeles. You know, UCLA is building, but you're not a real championship contender, Cam. And I'll throw it to you, Cam, and I'll get Donnie's take. If I'm the Pac-12, I'm not even opposed to it. Imagine you have college football to yourselves on Saturdays moving forward. Yeah, we're starting in November. You guys do your little thing. We're going to start a little bit later. And then they're on TV on their own. And like Donnie said, Cam, people would love it. People would be betting on it. Oh, UCLA and the Washington Huskies are on right now. Nobody cares if they're going to the playoffs or not. People want to watch football and bet on it. And they're, I they're, agree. Um, they would be on, they'd be on TV and it would actually put them, um, it will put them in, put them in the spotlight. 
Uh, what do you think? You know, we'll keep Donnie for a couple of minutes on the other side here, but what's your take, Cam, on uh, Pac-12 starting later? I got no problem with it, and you said it. What teams? Oregon's a good team. They lose Herbert. Washington's been career underachievers. The rest of them, we don't even know what's going to happen with the state of California. So if they play later, hey, we watch the SEC. We're going to bet on that. And the Pac-12, for their own good, having them as a showcase on Saturday, I think that's a good thing, Marenzi. I'm going to tell you, though, the quality of competition in that conference, it's not getting any better. With Herbert leaving that conference and the uh, Huskies always, always underachieving, it's bad news. All right, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, I want to get Donnie's take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he likes Cavs, uh, future pick, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, in the immortal words of a man that I don't really like very much, uh, but I got to give him his due for a classic moment. We'll do it live. I don't know what that says. We'll do it live. It's actually a pretty good impression, isn't it, Donnie? Of, uh, yeah, but a, of Bill O'Reilly, uh, yeah. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. <laughs> and uh, we'll end the show with Sting's new, I don't know what that means. What is go out? <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's like, you know what? I'll do it live. I'll do it myself. Never mind. I'll do it live. <laughs> with Sting, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and we go with Sting. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, his best, he goes, oh. And I actually sympathize with him. He goes, oh, yeah. we're ending the show with Sting. He's like, then why didn't you just say that? <laughs> and here's Sting's new single. He gets up after he starts the wrong things. One of the greatest meltdowns. Not in Casey Case of one of the greatest meltdowns ever. So, so uh, uh, Cam is wondering what you're betting on, and my boy Cam laid it down. What do you yeah. tell uh, Donnie about your uh, your Super Bowl, your exact Super Bowl matchup, Cam, and see mm. what Donnie has to say about this? Yeah, yeah, Donnie, I, I hit a couple uh, horse picks when Gabe's here when he's doing his podcast and stuff. So I'm playing Churchill, whatever. I had a good day, and finally the monies came in. So I put an Eagles. Colts Super Bowl exact matchup three hundred and twenty five to one. You like that, Donnie? Colts That's and beautiful. Eagles. I mean, that, that Cam, I'm really impressed with that. You know, you're rolling that money over from Conflict Diamond. We're having some fun. We're going to press it for the Super oh, no, Bowl. The money's gone, Donnie. That, I that love twenty it, man. I love down it. the tube. Yeah, for the record, <laughs> Donnie, our horse Conflict we, Diamond. He's now running in the Buffalo area. area. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's at Buffalo, Buffalo Raceway, and we don't own him. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's, it's a good. I like the pick that you have, though. I mean, I like the, I'm high on the Philadelphia Eagles this year, and I love the Colts. I love their schedule. If I can just get a rejuvenated arm out of Phillip Rivers, that's a really good yep. football team. So I'm excited for it. 325 to one. Come on, love it. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not totally crazy in the sense. You know, listen, it would be a great storyline if we had Frank Reich, who I think was every bit as responsible as winning yep. the Super Bowl for for the Philadelphia. And Donnie's a Philadelphia Eagle fan. I mean, tell me, Donnie, Frank Reich, and I was actually with you, Donnie. We were in Costa Rica. You jumped in the hot tub after, after the, the Eagles Super Bowl <laughs> championship. One, one, of the great, one of the greatest nights of my life, and the best part about it, Gabe, we all won money on that game, so it was sensational. Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah, right, yeah. Frank Reich was amazing, along with John Filippo, in order with, for Doug Peterson to succeed, and they had I a great game plan after game plan. It was great. 
<laughs> Sorry, except our oh, boy Loshak. I think he might have had a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> your boy Loshak. <laughs> our, our boy, our boy Loshak. Yeah, it was, it was a great time, and uh, we were watching a game uh, in Costa Rica, Super Bowl. Eagles get it done. We were all over it. But, yeah, to me, it would just be a great storyline of Frank Reich. And, listen, I don't think Rivers has had – Rivers never had an offensive coordinator over the last couple of years that's going to be able to help him as much as Frank Reich. The offensive line, there's a lot to yep. like about it. You know, and I just think, you know, he's, I, don't, I like the draft pick of Eason for, you know, to work in down the road. I just wonder if, you know, what Phillip Rivers could bring to the table. Are they better than a Tennessee Titans, Donnie, right now? Like, are, do, I, a lot I of do, people think the Titans so. are going to regress. I, I, I do. You I like them better. I think they're a better football team overall than the Tennessee Titans. And you're right. When you take a look at Andrew Luck, I mean, coming into it, getting battered and bruised, and all of a sudden, the year Frank Wright comes in, he barely gets touched. He's going to be able to come up with a game plan that's going to accentuate what Phillip Rivers really does well. And I'm excited to watch it. And again, saying, Gabe, I like their scout. I like everything about this football team. If I can get average play out of the quarterback, they should win that division. You know, I got to tell like you guys, lot, too, which... Gabe. I got to tell you yeah. quickly, too. And there was so much steam on that number, Donnie. I'm not sure. I told Morenci. I, I'm on five different books. They had Colts eight on one of them. I see nine and a half now, and you're like you're, you got the bad side of a number. At, at first, it was like okay, Tennessee at eight and a half, and them at eight, but now it's up to nine and a half. I don't see value in the Colts anymore. That's why I made my bets. Like they they were get, getting no respect before, and now I'm a little bit worried, Donnie. Everybody and their mother loves the Colts, including me and you. No, you're right. I, I mean, I liked him earlier on. And again, those lines are going to continue to change as we see, you know, injuries are going to take place. We'll get a first look. But just looking over on paper, I think they're a pretty strong side. And Gabe leans on it again. One of my favorite quarterbacks, or excuse me, one of my favorite head coaches by far is Frank Reich. He's going to have a game plan together week to week that's going to help that team. And that team gets better every single season over the past two on defense, which was their weakness. Strong team here. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do here in 2020. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their general manager, Chris Ballard, came over from the Kansas City tree. You know, they used to sort of be a finesse team and get pushed around. They got a lot of tougher in the interior. You know, they had bad luck. They've had bad luck with injuries. You can't just rely on T.Y. Hilton all the time. He's a skill position player. I like that they addressed uh, the skill position. I'm telling you what, guys, you know, as a Big Ten fan, as a Michigan fan, I can tell you firsthand how good Jonathan Taylor is. And I know you've seen him, Donnie. Uh, Another, just another great running back coming from the Big Ten here. And, um, yeah, I believe where's Taylor from? Isn't he another Jersey kid, actually? Jersey kid, Salem, New Jersey. Broke all the records here yeah. in New Jersey. Actually was a Rutgers commit and then switched over to Wisconsin. So Rutgers missed out on that, Smart. too. Smart move. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, Shiano's, Shiano's going to start to change that. Yeah. <laughs> Shiano's going to start to change that. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all down. I can't wait to go back to Rutgers. Uh, all the way out there to Piscataway. Now they serve booze at their games, Donnie. They, they have hey. to. If you go to a Rutgers game, you got to get drunk. Yeah, food trucks and booze, man. That's the only thing keeping people in that game right now. <laughs> that studio I looks great, Michigan. Donnie. Great I saw Michigan too, smoke them. Look at it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm feeling nice over here, Cam. You got to come over, stop by, drop in. You know, you can do a show or two from here anytime you want, man. Oh. It looks yeah, it great. Looks, we got to visit uh, the bar. And, yeah, no, it looks amazing. No, I was talking about Gabe. <laughs> Gabe went to that game, too. Gabe, I don't think they covered, though. Didn't, like, did you bet on Michigan? Did Rutgers cover by, like, a half point or something? What happened in that game? Was it minus 42 and a half? Or what the hell What the hell happened in that game in Piscataway? Yeah, Michigan Michigan were, like, minus 38 and a half, and they won uh, by 35, 42-7. <laughs> I basically, I, I'm a Michigan fan, so I laid the points. But, um 
I didn't think Rutgers would score. That was the that was the deal. And I went to the game with Rutgers Row, our boy Row, uh, Donnie, and uh, I didn't think Rutgers would score. I didn't think they'd be able to score. They had a punt return for a touchdown, and when they had the punt return for the touchdown, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to cover now. And I never Michigan were so disinterested uh, in that game. Michigan Rutgers basketball games are a ton of fun to go to, though. I'll tell you that much. Rutgers basketball is definitely on the uptick. But, uh, Dottie, it was great to catch up with you. Where can people find you online? Also, find me at Right Side VP. Also, do some work here, obviously, for SportsbookReview.com and also Pub Sports Radio. Keeping busier, Gabe and Cam. We're not that far away. We can almost taste it. Well, maybe August 18th. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still a little, a little ways away. But, hey, Dottie, like yeah. I said earlier, you're going to run a marathon. you got to take the first step sometimes, right? Yes, exactly. we got to train all the way for those first couple steps here. Baby steps, guys. We'll get there, though. Not that me and Cam are running a marathon anytime soon. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. Take Have care, guys. One, Thank you. Don, you're going to catch up with Donnie, uh, Don, Donnie right side. Um, yeah, great, great stuff uh, with Donnie. And listen, the Indianapolis Colts, very, very trending football team uh, right now. A lot they of are. people like them. Yet, there's there's a lot of confidence that people are putting in Phillip Rivers. And quite frankly, I think Phillip Rivers' arm is shot. I think the guy's arm is shot. Like, Frank Reich is going to, you know, Frank Reich wins 10, 11 games with these guys, with, with Phillip Rivers, make him the coach of the year. But I do have that much respect for Frank Reich. I do think he's a great coach. No, Gabe, I, I'm just down on Indianapolis, kind of what, what Donnie said, too. I think the defense is great. I remember, let's remember one thing. Indianapolis, with injuries, went into Kansas City and absolutely beat down Patrick Mahomes and those guys. The Chiefs are like, what the hell's going on here? That was a game that I'm like, wow, that's Indianapolis is good. Jacoby Brissett, people found out about him. I get it with Phillip Rivers, but it's a, such a different team from the Chargers offense and that offensive line to guys being hurt to a healthy Colts mean offensive line. And also, they run the ball really well. Phillip Rivers is going to do a lot of dish, 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 dunk, like little dunking stuff. I don't think he's going to have to blow that arm and I'm telling you I love them to win the division I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl but that divisional bet over Tennessee I really believe in Indianapolis I think they're a 10-11 win team and I think the Titans I'm going under their number I think they're a 500 team this year I'll put that in my pipe and smoke it I think the Texans regress and the Colts get better all right so we talked NFL football NBA little MLB uh with with Donnie Wright side we got more NBA coming up later we'll talk about this potential one through 16 um, playoff format. And speaking of playoff formats, the one news that we get from the National Hockey League is uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman. Uh, Bettman announces uh, the playoff format. So uh, basically the top 12 teams in each conference uh, make the playoffs. The top four teams in each uh, conference will get a first round bye. And while the other teams play a best of three or five playoff series, uh, essentially the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals and Philadelphia Flyers are going to play a round robin. So it's just basically four games, round robin, to determine the seeds. So they're playing regular season games, regular season games, while the Pittsburgh Penguins will be playing the Montreal Canadiens in, in playoff games. For the record, the stats won't count in these round robin games. For people that are wondering, uh, you know, for prop players maybe, fantasy players, prop players, Regular season stats are, 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 are final as we know it uh, right now. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens, that seems to be a series that a lot of people think is a dangerous one. 
And something interesting about this, Cam, is now very unique that teams are basically going to have two months to prepare for their opponent. Like us. Great point. Like the Montreal Canadiens have two months to watch the Pittsburgh Penguins every night. They can watch every game, every power play, every shift, and say this is what they do on the power play. Dude, they got eight weeks to break it down. (laughs) <laughs> I love that, Marenzi. And another thing, if you like the dog, think about this, too. Remember Pittsburgh went on that bad 10-game trip where they were absolutely horrible. They went into the West Coast. They couldn't score goals. We were really wondering what happened with that team. And I'll tell you one thing about Pittsburgh. You have a way better goaltender in Carey Price. And it's not just about Carey Price. Shea Weber's an older guy. He has time to get ready. Now with Pittsburgh, you have Matt Murray and Jari. These guys are very, very decent, but also very inconsistent. When I roll into a short series with a guy like Carey Price, who's proven, and a guy like Shea Weber, I start to think, wow. And then think about the Canadians. They got a lot of little pesky guys that are going to get under your skin. Gallagher, you know, hey, Crosby, what? Hey, that's the thing. I don't know about the social distancing, but Gallagher's going to want to stir it up. I'm telling you, Pittsburgh, it's not going to be a cakewalk that everyone thinks, man. Montreal has good veteran players, and I'll say you, the goaltending, huge advantage to the Canadians. So the the NHL reference, they basically have like nine or ten potential hub cities. One thing that we can tell you, there's going to be two hub cities. There's going to be an Eastern Conference hub city and a Western Conference hub city. And honestly, to me, and I don't know if they're going to want to do this and it's going to end up this way, but it seems to me that both the hub cities should be in Canada. They're both, listen, Canada, you know, Canada's not like uh, hasn't, you know, Canada's a little sanctimonious about the virus in a sense. The numbers are pretty high, but you know, in the hockey markets, they're not. Like, Winnipeg's a good example. Winnipeg has a great building, Alberta's a great facility, better. great ice, Alberta. British Columbia is actually the best one. So, I mean, they literally had, like, eight straight days without any cases, guys. Like, it's that that good there. And players wouldn't mind living in B.C. They have the arenas. They have the facilities. They have the hotels close enough to the arena. Los Angeles is in the mix. In the end, it'll probably be one Canadian city either Vancouver. I know they'd like to do Toronto, but the fact is that the virus is pretty rampant uh, in the city of Toronto. Uh, Los Angeles is in the mix. And I know Columbus is actually a city uh, that they like. You know, it's crazy, actually. They, they, were, they were all in in Las Vegas, but they got turned off by the mayor's crazy interviews that she does all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm dead serious. Yeah. And yeah, good, NBA, not good for business. Yeah. <laughs> not good all for right, business. So I, yeah, not good for business. Game time decision. So we're not done. We got basketball talk uh, coming up uh, still. Steve Collar, basketballinsiders.com will join us. Mick Aussie, bring it. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com. Welcome to all of our radio affiliates, everybody watching us, whatever medium you're watching us on. I am Renzi throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're talking pucks right now. Just have a couple of minutes. We'll get into the NBA a little bit uh, later on. But Uh uh, Cam's getting fired up about some of these underdogs. 
I, not just that, and I also want to talk about this. So we're talking about hub cities. Take a look at all the cities, though, the, the hub cities that are having playoff teams. You have to reverse the divisions. You can't have, if you are going to have uh, Vegas in the West in Toronto or whatever, that's what it has to be. You, ha you can't have the West playing in Vegas with COVID-19. They have a home ice advantage. What are they going to do? Quarantine them? Can they go home and see their kids? It can't be in the same type of spot. And vice versa, it can't be in the East for the Toronto teams or Columbus. Well, it's funny that you so say Toronto, that. What's Toronto going to do that? Oh, yeah, we're going to play Columbus, and that's the hub city? No. Columbus could be the hub for the West, and Toronto could be the hub. You understand it has to be opposite. You can't have the same teams playing, Marenzi. They're not, but they're not ge geographically. They're not going to put East teams in the West and West teams in the East. I can't imagine. But you raise a good point, and trust me, it's it's a point that's come up. And one of the reasons why a city that we haven't talked a lot about as being a hub city for this, Los Angeles, um, yes, Los perfect. Angeles, um, the Los Angeles Kings, and in fact, the Staples Center has um, they they've told them we want to host it. They they made a bid to host it, and they basically stated it's perfect because we're not in it, so there's no home ice advantage for anybody. The Staples mm -hmm. Center is used to major events. Um, it's connected yep. to a Ritz-Carlton and a Marriott, over a 1,000 hotel rooms. They don't even have to go on the street. They can go right from the hotel, but right into the Staples Center. There's about uh, five or six ice facilities. Think about it. You could play in Los Angeles. You could have games going on at the Pond, too, uh, in Anaheim. There's a couple Great other idea. places. There's a couple, couple of other arenas. Uh, the AHL team is there. Uh, I think that whatever they're called, the Gulls or something. San Diego um, Gulf. The, yeah. Yeah, they, they were San Diego. Now they're in Los Angeles. So they they play. They have their own arena where the Kings practice. So we'll hit that up more. Game time sense continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.